0: Hey gang, welcome to episode two forty eight of the No Persinium Podcast. Wow, two forty eight. I'm your host, Noah Nelson, coming to you from the No Pro Bunker here in Los Angeles where um, I can only talk for a little bit, lucky you, uh, because my landlords decided to do cosmetic repairs on the building and uh, there's workmen uh, taking their lunch break right now, which is when I'm doing the podcast. (laughs) Fun, I'm losing my mind. You can lose your mind too this week and for uh, the next few weeks at least uh, by throwing yourself into an all-new alternate reality. Who doesn't need an alternate reality? There's an all-new alternate reality game on the scene. It's called Arcana, and it is coming from the all-star team who brought the 2019 Overlook Film Festival game All of Them Witches to life. We are very lucky in that we got producer Molly Elfman, and puzzle and path designer Tommy Haunton to jump into the Discord this week, uh, both to talk to us about how the team came together uh, with all of them witches, and uh, a little bit about what Arcana is going to be. Uh, It's just started up, they've got about a thousand people playing from the jump, and I know it's gonna be uh, continuing to roll on for uh, at least a few more weeks, so this is a perfect time to jump in and uh, get your feet wet and get a feel for what's going on. If you want to get a sense of the sensibility of this game, uh, because it's a, it's a horror game, uh, you might want to check out the piece that Kara uh, Mandel put up on the site this week, which is her extensive recap of all of them witches. There's uh, videos, there's uh, pictures of the clues, Uh, there's basically the story of unraveling that mystery. It's up on the website right now. You can find it on the front page. And of course we'll link it in the show notes. Uh, there are a bunch of reviews out this week. There are a bunch of, uh, events and shows that got announced. The newsletter, uh, is coming and it's going to be huge. Probably going to hit on Saturday, uh, just because of the flow of the day. I've got guys using uh uh sandpaper and uh circular grinders uh on the windows where I work uh and I've got meetings all day. So uh just this save me, please. Um you have saved me already though. Uh you know it's a stressful time and so any good news is really great news. And indeed the news I'm about to share is is pretty great which is um, we have reached, at least for right now, at this very shiny moment, uh, we have reached over $2,000 a month on the Patreon, which is nearly halfway to our full goal of $5,000 a month, which is the grand, grand goal, which one day, sometime, sometime we hope to hit. Uh, But it is such an amazing milestone, and I want to thank everybody because... Um, This has probably been, I mean, come on, this is the most difficult time in so many of our lives. And uh, so many of you are are standing up and jumping in and being there for us. Uh, Elaine uh, just jumped her pledge up uh, which is incredible. Uh, she now joins, uh, the, the, the ranks of the friends of the show. So she'll get her name shouted out, uh, when we recap everybody. Uh, but I'm going to do this roll call right now because this is really exciting because we've just started off the month and I think we can march towards, uh, our strongest month ever, which just feels weird, but strangely, right. So I want to thank Annie McGrath, Patrick Mannion, uh, Lindy Raymond, I want to thank Arnot for upping their pledge. Uh, I want to thank... uh, Sorry, I'm reading this. uh, I want to thank uh, Yan Garo. I want to thank Alex Suber. I want to thank uh, Jerome Joseph Gentis for uh, increasing his pledge. Uh, And I want to thank Marcy Swenson. So thank you all so much. Uh, Seriously. Uh, There's just... It's, it's been such a weird week because there's been some pretty good news that comes through, uh, that's came come through. Uh, and of course, you know, uh, in the macro sense, there's just, you know, the, the world is the world. But thank you all, uh, you're making this possible. Uh, and thank of of course, to our sustaining backers who are, are the backbone of this whole production. Mark Baltazar, Jan Budman, Paul F, Lonnie Hansen, Ari Hurston, Sam Kinkin, Sydney Guillory, Jeremy Charles Hahn, Brittany, and Elaine. Thank you all so much. Okay, Uh, I have no idea how long it's going to be till those guys get back to work. So let's get into the interview. First off, I want to thank you both for joining us on the Discord today. Uh, and today's a, a a big day for you guys because today's uh, the first day of Arcana, right? Yes, it is. It's very exciting.
1: <laughs> yes, it, it's nerve-wracking and exciting at the same time.
0: Uh, the first voice you heard was Molly Elfman, who is uh, one of the producers on the project. You guys. Um, you guys take your name from the game you did at Overlook this past year. So I wonder if you could like tell us a bit about how this this kind of LA all-star immersive team came together, like who's on it and whatnot. So Molly, I'm gonna kick that one to you. And then uh, uh, mostly cause like Tommy's been on the show so many times, <laughs> like his voices, is... everyone's heard his <laughs> voice a million times. So oh, I want you to take this one and, and tell everybody like who the team is and what what you guys are up to?
2: Well, Tommy has a great voice. We, it's very easy to listen to. Um... Let's see. Well, we, uh, we all came together last year uh, for the Overlook Film Festival 2019 to do the game. Um, and I guess so that was my third year producing the game. Uh, I was crazy enough to do that three times. Uh, and uh, this last year, uh, we kind of created an all-star team uh, and just had a really special time uh, creating it and with the experience itself. Uh, and after last year, we all, you know, came back and had a moment to decompress and realized how much we missed each other and how much we enjoyed working with each other and wanted to, you know, potentially find a way to do that. There's also the the one challenge with the Overlook Film Festival is it's a game that pops up for one weekend and one weekend only. And that's part of the fun, makes it super exclusive, but it's also part of the challenge. And we had created all of this amazing content and we had had the idea of wanting to put on an L.A. production of it and and still may. We'll see where that goes. And we were planning all of that when lovely COVID came into our lives. Uh, And I remember one day looking at the calendar and we had had all these plans and all these meetings. And I didn't know what was going to happen next. And I remember having a moment of like panic of what happens if I don't get my witches back. And then uh, I I just sent out a message to everybody and I said, "Look, I have no idea what's going to happen. This was week 1. You know, everything was still in chaos. But what if we could do something else? Who would be game?" So we all got on a Zoom together as you do these days. Uh and we all agreed that, you know, what brought us together was all of the witches and so that would be, you know, us moving forward. That's that's what we are.
0: We never got a chance to play the Overlook game, which is the vast majority of human beings and I think <laughs> the, vast majority of people, yeah, and the vast majority of people don't listen, who do listen to the show. Um, yeah. w- you know, we, we've talked about it on the show before, but like, what are all the moving parts here? Because I, I think to get a sense of the scale of sort of the, the, the venture you all came together to work on that you forged you in fire, like it's yeah. easy to talk about that, like in the abstract, but like, you know, what is what is what has is, this thing usually function? <laughs>
2: um, I mean, the, the the game has evolved over the years as ARG and immersive theater has evolved over the years, um, and I think one of the things that we really learned over the years is is how to put together the right type of team for this thing. Um, and so the team that actually came together is Eva Anderson and Eric Hoff. Uh, we started off with them as our writers and coming up with the story. Uh, And then they really, they start us off with the concepts, they start us off with the characters, and then they come back and they've invented this world. And then they bring it to E3W, E3W, which is Aaron and Austin Keeling and Natalie Jones. uh, And they have done so many amazing productions. And then they start to look at it from how do we actually mount this and put this up on its feet? What is practical? What is realistic? And then we bring it over to Tommy. Uh, And what Tommy does is he helps design the paths. He's thinking about how players are gonna get to encounter this. He's thinking about the puzzles. He's thinking about the discoveries. And so when this actually mounts on its feet, uh, we will have a a number of different interactions. There will be puzzles that'll be online. We'll be appearing uh, in, I'm trying to think over the, I just merged many years in my brain of the different things that we've done. But be it audio tracks, be it live events that you're doing, be it uh, spells that you have to figure out, be it things that you have to go out and find in order to come back, in order to make the actors do their next scene. It is interactive. And the thing that I have learned, uh, the most important thing is that it's a consistent dance. We come up with this idea of what we are going to be doing. And then it is all about how the players interact with us and then how we can dance with them. Uh, for multiple days, 24 uh, seven. And that's really what the Overlook game uh, created for me. It's it's not a couple of hours, it was four days of 24 seven experience, normally with uh, a couple week lead up and then us decompressing and, and potentially having a little button afterwards. Um, and the Overlook is always horror theme. Uh, it's a horror film festival. And so we are always trying to come up with something fun to play with there. Uh, I think the All of the Witches year, I think one of the things that was very special is it was horror themed, but uh, it was also very fun and very entertaining. And that is definitely something that we've pulled into this next iteration that we're working on is how to deliver on horror that allows us to deal with the depths of what what life is giving us, but also gives us a sense of release. Um, and so I'm trying to think, Tommy, how is there a better way of putting what this experience is
1: Uh, in terms of Arcana or what we're playing with now?
2: Um, I think we should start with what we did in All of Them Witches, maybe, and then move on over into Arcana.
1: I mean, the biggest thing was we were all in a room together working on sort of what we were looking for. And what was really exciting was the ability to work with such brilliant people who come from different forms of entertainment, all coalescing around a centralized theme. We were given uh, the title All of Them Witches, and that was pretty much it as well as knowing it had to be done in new orleans during the festival but that was kind of it we were given a lot of freedom and to some extent it's paralyzing when you're given like a few requirements and that's it and you can kind of go crazy so we had a lot of things to play with and the story that eva and eric cracked was really compelling and i felt that it delved into I thought the topic of witchcraft in a really interesting way. And so approaching it from an interaction angle and crafting it as a two sides, you know, approach, not just in terms of side versus side, but also in terms of the language of witchcraft for each side. What essentially is each coven's way of communicating? And that sort of led the way, you know, the visual design, the puzzle content, the interactions, and even how each character interacted. And that was something we decided together in a room, like just going back and forth. And then, you know, we'd go away, come back, pitch ideas. So the development was really just sort of this collective brain trust. Uh, and the goal was to scare people for sure, but it was also more than just scaring, but also to make them care about these characters and make difficult choices. And I think, you know, based on how some of the decisions that we let the audience make and how difficult some of those were, I I think we did a good job of that.
0: The way that the whole piece manifested was, you know, a combination of there were, there were puzzles, there were pop-up encounters with actors out in the world. There were set pieces where you were directed to go somewhere at a certain time and scenes would play out on, you know, fully in fully decorated spaces. Uh, that had a cinematic quality to them. There were there were video shorts that got involved, uh, and there were you know things that would float online, and and so there's it's it's a full fully immersive, fully multimedia production. Lots and lots of moving parts there.
2: Yeah, I forgot that we premiered in Fangoria as well. That's where we we hit our sigil and started with that. But um, yeah, I do have to agree with Tommy. I've worked with a lot of creative teams, and it's very hard to get a group of so many different backgrounds and so many different expertise to work so well together. And I, I I think that's what makes this experience so wonderful is also a lack of ego and a desire to collaborate and a, an eagerness to open up the doors to other people's ideas and thoughts. And I think that hopefully that kind of carries over into the style of game that you're seeing is one that is is uh, very interested in, in how people think and trying to, connect those and open yeah i guess open up the doors for that way of thinking I'm not as eloquent these days in covid days
0: oh, tell me about it like english is already <laughs> like the third language after sheer wook and and uh, klingon so it's it's extra bad um you you go from this point with the game at in new orleans of having like the city as your canvas As pretty much anything that you can anything you can figure out a way to get away with, you'll get away with. Not boundless resources, uh, and definitely not boundless time, but but boundless determination and not the hard limitation of being stuck inside all day. (laughs) Which is which is a major uh a major obstruction artistically. Um and now you're Facing this time and deciding to, to produce something, so these these are these are radically different conditions uh, that you're producing under. So, I'm I'm wondering what shape this destructor is going to take. But before we get there, maybe you could tell us a bit about the the world of Arcana. What what is it you're making right now? I guess it, I guess it kind of goes hand in hand because you know, it obviously won't be, you know, at some point culminating in like showing up at someone's house at two in the morning. Um, or or maybe, maybe, I don't know, you just don't go inside.
2: (laughs) No, no, there's, there will be no, actually, that's actually very important for us. You at no point will you ever be asked to leave your home. Uh, this is completely CDC friend, friendly, following the guidelines. It is very important to us that everybody knows that that is never something that we're going to ask you to do. Everything that you'll be able to do, you'll be able to do from your phone as in whatever environment you have found for yourself. Isolating, quarantined, and staying safe is very important for us, first and foremost.
1: Yeah, if a piece of artwork tells you to eject bleach, do not do it.
2: <laughs> Don't so. listen to anybody when they say that. Anybody.
0: <laughs> yeah, hey, look, this show is not political. No, <laughs> 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 uh,
2: How dare you become political?
0: God, anyway. um, So... And let's let's be clear about that. This is that is not a wink and a nod. If somehow someone game jacks this thing and is telling you to show up at a corner at some time, that is not part of what is happening, right? Because I mean, folk, folks sometimes like to look at the accords, like, They told me not to do something, so it must be a thing I need to do. Um, okay. So what is the world of Arcana? Are are we in the same world as as the original? All of them witches? Is this is? This, are we still horror?
2: What's what's going on here? What are you guys? What are you all cooking up? <laughs> do you want to go Tommy, or do you want me to go
1: uh yeah you should probably frame that
2: okay um this is this is a we're breaking away from from the world that we once knew this is a, a a new character as you may have noticed jade has shown back up uh she's having a little bit of a hard time and and very grateful for those who have been reaching out and trying to help her uh and this is an entirely internet-based as i was mentioning we will never ask you to leave your homes Puzzle uh, puzzle theatrical-ish experience um that it you know we've we've launched you can go to our arcana game.com uh to get the rules and kind of start to play and that's going to lead you to uh jade on instagram and that's uh what is it jades in town um and that's that's kind of the first you know introduction to the game uh and we are existing in modern times, which means that we are existing in COVID times. And the story does have to do with that, but only in a way of we're we're dealing with a real character in the real world right now. This is not a game about COVID. Um, And I think much, much I'm guessing, like a lot of our players, we're dealing with a very scary, terrifying time. And it's been very difficult for us as well. And what this game really came out of is us wanting to find a way to process some of those emotions and deal with it, and then also find a release. Uh, And I think a lot of times for us, the horror people out there, and I know not everybody's into horror, and if so, I totally understand. Uh, But for the horror audiences, what we like about horror is the fact that it allows us to deal with our problems and face them and, and find a way to overcome. Um, and so there will be some scary things. I don't think, you know, we've done a recommendation of 18 and older, uh, but I, I think that this game is, is, you know, it is not too intense at any point. It's very easy to opt out of. Uh, the game will not follow you. If you choose to opt out, you can just put away Instagram. Well, maybe that's too hard. You can just not look at Jade on Instagram. <laughs> Um, I know that that's not very hard. And at someone
0: people. on Instagram can be hard, though. Like, you know, <laughs> months later, you're like, "Why am I still following them? I need to turn that off." Until you finally that's have a conversation with a friend. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's, we, we all know what that's like. So
2: yeah, but that's very much the world, uh, and you know, it's going to expand. It's going to be over the next few weeks. Uh, it'll, you know, it's a little bit of a murder mystery. It's a little bit of a novella, uh, and and we're hoping that it's going to be a lot of fun.
0: How has it been like, because it's such a, a different kind of stress, the stress we're all collectively under right now, than the stress of you know, the 96 hours and change of, of doing the game. What's it been like working with everybody under these conditions, particularly since you can't be in the one room together and getting that vibe going on?
2: I, well, I am enjoying the AC. I will say that the one thing about the overlook is extreme weather conditions is is a factor. Uh, but I mean, it's, it's and Tommy, you can speak more to this. I will say just being able to obviously we're not in the same room, but we are finding ways of communicating and being in touch with each other all day long in order to make this happen. And I for one miss that and and really need that experience right now. And then we have been enjoying the chance to be able to work together to create this for people who I feel like also want the experience of coming together. You know, not having for us, not having overlooked, but not having numerous film festivals and experiences is really difficult. That's a lot of my social life. That's a lot of the recreation that I do. So I know that I was really missing that. I know the team, we all felt that way. And I, I'm guessing just by the interactions that we're seeing our our players are too so to be able to play with the players and to work with each other is is really i'm incredibly grateful for that right now
1: yeah likewise i think for me it's the kind of thing where you know i have a huge amount of respect for everyone involved and it has been you know not only a joy to be able to work with just people whose work i genuinely admire but also being able to elevate their material and try to like Create this circle of promotion and support that, especially now, is I think even more appreciated. Not that it was taken for granted in New Orleans or prior, but you know, with this group, especially seeing how dedicated every member is to supporting the larger story and just ultimately trying to give people a, you know, a, a, a light escapist, you know, um, outlet. It, it's kind of gratifying, and and on top of it having done a lot of experiences in the past you know couple of months that have been immediate responses to being quarantined and being remote a lot of them and not to knock anyone that's actually doing anything but a lot of them have been very similar and been responses in the sense of we're having to survive economically or we're taking this thing and just doing a very rote translation and putting it online for us it was taking sensibilities that we enjoy working with and trying to put them in this and utilize the actual medium and uh frame it appropriately so you know ARGs have been done quite often uh but for this we want to kind of tell a story within this framework in a way that you know, yes, it does have interactions, it does have puzzle content, but it's not required. And for people that just lurk and want to watch and see a story unfold, that's totally fine, too. Uh, we want this to be accessible for many different types of people.
0: Yeah, it, it feels like this week and it's these next, this week and next, we're starting to hit this mode of of the second wave of quarantine content. Right? I was having a conversation with someone earlier today and they were like, oh, it felt like there was a bunch of stuff that happened that kind of tapered off. And I was like, well, no, like a lot of the stuff that was announced is still going, but a lot of people have been sort of, you know, biding their time and trying to to you know, figure out what it is they actually want to make. Because it, it was, it, it surprised me too that right out of the gate, there was like five or six things, almost almost the second the country shut down, there were pieces. Uh, and that was really exciting uh, and then about a week and a half later, there was a big kind of pop and then quieted down a little bit. And, and now we're starting to find things that feel like there's, there's been a little more baking going on. How you, you were talking the first week. So how, how many weeks now have you been working on this actively?
2: I've lost track of time. Um,
0: <laughs> the time, has,
1: time has no meaning anymore. <laughs>
0: yeah. It, well, I mean, it, Star Wars Day happens, at least that was, that was, that was May the yes i think uh, that's that's how that goes uh so there's there was that day uh and then i think the country shut down on march 33rd or something like that wait march 33rd Thirty <laughs> third, thirty <laughs> third, right that's a day yeah, yeah. yes totally it's
2: absolutely a day <laughs> Thirty
0: third of march we all know it so well
2: I think we'll also, I mean, to be fair, we also ended up, we thought we would be able to get this up much faster and we had to deal with the reality of our situation and and having to, everybody right now, I think, needs to give themselves a break sometimes when they're like, you know what? Not moving at the supersonic speed that I'm used to. Let's take another week and really think about this. Um, yeah. And I, I know that we needed to do that ourselves because we we came, uh, this all happened. And I think for a lot of people, when it, when it first shut down, we had this, if we don't keep going, kind of panic and fear. And then it kind of calmed down. And now we're trying to actually think about that and actually have an articulate response to it, as opposed to just uh, an immediate reaction, which is warranted. And every single reaction is warranted right now. I think that everybody is just trying to figure this out. But I know for us, there was an enthusiasm, but then needing to take a breath and then get ourselves organized, think about what we had the capacity to do. Think about what we really wanted this to be, and and really have those conversations again. This is this is a group that every single decision is kind of goes through the entire group. Everybody gets to have their voices heard and speak, and I think that that's very important when you're presenting something in a time that is very sensitive and and can be very trigger triggering. And you are talking about horror, is thinking about that and really trying to make sure that we are presenting something for audiences, as Tommy was saying that can give horror audiences what they're looking for, but can also allow people to have some fun. And maybe that means that you get to play all day long and, and you know, chat with your friends. Maybe it means that you get to check in, a, you know, once a week or something like that. And we really wanted to make sure that it was accessible, which took another layer of, of thought for us.
0: That right there is a nut that people have been trying to crack for quite some time, because the ARG can be such an all-consuming thing. And for the for, you know, for the right players, that's the best thing in the world. And for, for a lot of other folks, it's just this barrier that they, they can't crack through. And then they wind up feeling can even feel like dejected. Like, it's like, Oh, well, this just isn't for me. uh, Even though they might like a piece of it or not. And that's something that I know you guys have had experience dealing with uh, in the context of the game.
2: It's, It's always hard. Um, It's always hard because you're, you know, I will say one of the first years when I first started, one of the things that I was trying to do was, was feed off the energy too quickly of the players. And what I realized is it's a, it's a, it's a balance between feeling where your players are at and helping direct them, but also making sure that you stick to your initial intention uh, and having to feel that out. Um, And then knowing that it's also very hard when you see somebody like going down a wrong path, and you're like, please don't go down that path, and you're trying to corral them back, but you're also trying not to destroy their experience. Right. Um, it, it's it's a challenge. And of course, as with any of these things, everybody's experience is completely theirs. That's what makes this so special, is yeah. that you you can do all you can, and you can corral all you can, but it's also meant to be something that you get to experience in your own personal way. Um, and, and yeah, of course, you're always learning Ways and and I I don't today's day one, so maybe we should do this again in uh, in a couple of weeks and we'll see how well all this went. But uh, that is the intention <laughs> behind it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think the the real challenge as you know with an ARG type thing, you know, if you're doing a typical show or a location based experience, so that you have a lot more control over. even if people have sense of agency or free roam sandbox style experience there is some element of control you have over the paths they take and the things they can see and do when the world is your canvas and your toolkit uh, you have to see that control and the hope is that by having some kind of in-world mechanism that can keep people focused and grounded that they can keep coming back to you know that is sort of your lodestar right there that's the hope is that people don't go too far away and feel disappointed when their crazy rabbit hole theory ends up not being correct. And there are things that people have always done in any work I've worked on where I'm like, God, I wish I would have thought of that. That's really good. And being flexible enough or nimble enough to even allow for folding that back in to where the discoveries that players make, where you sort of You know, ruminate on a theme as deeply as you can, but knowing there's no way you could ever crack every, you know, tangential thread tied to a a certain word or, you know, a type of plant, and people find it deeper meaning. It's like, wow, I, you know, I'm I'm hopeful that they understand, like, they came up with that, but it's not necessarily any less meaningful because it wasn't necessarily intended. Uh, As as Molly said, like, the, the journey that they have to me, is both collaborative, you know, in the sense of, you know, watching people work together to solve a thing. I always talk about immersive and interactive work, uh, especially if it's a game or goal oriented, being very akin to, you know, hunting, you know, a, a mammoth as a primal tribe. And this idea of you are felling a goal. And yes, it's not as extreme as survival or, you know, feeding your family, but it is still some kind of collective group, that when there is a sense of accomplishment and your group does achieve something, it feels very special. And there's something very magical being able to help create moments like that.
0: What's, one of the things that's interesting about the ARG form is that it is a distinctly linear form of storytelling, uh, and one where you don't even have all of the tools that you would normally have in linear storytelling and that you don't have another draft. You don't get to go back and, well, what if we change this line on page four to say C instead of G, then that would make what's happening in act three click so well. Um, you know, when you when you watch a television series and, and you like it enough that you go back and start from the beginning, which for me is a very rare thing, but it's something I'm in the middle of doing right now. And then you discover these moments and you start to realize that things were there all along. Uh, to the point of you start to almost feel stupid because <laughs> like why didn't I notice that <laughs> right It's 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 staring you in the face and the, the answer is that you didn't have the context right. to notice it. Um, but that's something that you don't really get to do in uh, in in the ARG form, uh, particularly as there's this there's this dance to it. It it keeps on playing and you can't really you don't necessarily get to go back and revisit the material and, and take another crack at it when you're when you're the audience because you're also making it up as you go along.
1: Yeah, I mean the, the the thing that's interesting about it is is leaning into and listening to, you know, there are podcasts and, and articles and things that recap RERGs from days gone. And they're often very ephemeral. One, because typically they're tied to marketing and when a product's already out, they're done putting it out there. So the, you know, servers and the articles and things you can actually even experience, you just hear about it. So the nature of it being just ephemeral is really interesting to me, and that idea of you know being part of almost a live performance or a live story as it plays out in real time or as close enough to real time as possible, but also the challenge of anything that comes out is at that point canon. You can't change it. All you can do is you know similar to the comic world is maybe retcon it. You know where it's like hey you can't unpublish X Men 181. Which killed this character, but you can reveal it was a dream, or it was a mistake, or you know, there are so many ways to retcon and, and add on. But it definitely makes you have to think when people go down a path, and being very aware that there are no do overs, but there are just retcons. So it, it is a weird balance to strike, in that you know, being nimble enough to allow for your story to adjust to where things go, to reward conditions, to screw ups, you know, or even acknowledging that the players may have written a better ending. Being able to figure out how to tie those in is always a fun challenge. It, it doesn't really exist in similar formats.
0: Well, I know you've got some of those fun challenges happening right now, so we won't hold you guys for, for much longer. But just to to reiterate, for those who want to join in the fun, uh, where should they be headed to right now? At
2: arcana-game.com. Uh, and you can go on Instagram and find Jade's in town. Uh, but yeah, I would recommend going to the website first and then finding Jade and, and, you know, you can already see there's a bunch of people chatting away there and that's a great place to start
0: that some of the members of the NoPro team are gonna be playing along. I think they're gonna keep a diary. I get to bug them and make sure that they do that. Uh, <laughs> and uh, over on our alternate reality experience uh, Slack channel, uh, I bet you people are gonna be following along. So it's gonna be fun to see uh, how this evolves. And then once uh, once the downable downs are over and it's safe to congregate again, it's gonna be really fun to see uh, what lessons you learn from this to take into the next physical production
2: absolutely yeah this is a team that uh you know we're very excited to try this new medium and be able to flex certain muscles but also very excited to get back out there together and and create something new
0: Once again, I want to thank Molly and Tommy for being our guests on the show today. And again, just in case you missed it, Arcana-Game.com is where to start your trailhead of the A-R-G. My brain is empty (laughs) because of uh, the torture chamber they've turned my apartment into. I'm in an escape room. I can't actually leave, except uh, after like five o'clock any given day. Uh, this will carry on for at least one more one more week maybe two. hi uh, so uh, don't expect any grand thoughts from me uh, in the podcast for the next couple of weeks but uh, we do have some special stuff coming up on the podcast itself uh, I have a few requests out that should be some fun interviews we've got the 250th episode is coming up so you know we're going to go all out. Normally it would be all of us getting together and drinking our faces off in person, but we'll just have to do that over Discord. So, you know, a normal Tuesday. Uh, <laughs> and then, um, gosh, uh, there's some bigger scheming going on. And of course, we're uh, the team is just doing an amazing job tracking all of the work that's going on. Uh, there's so much work happening. Lots of uh, individual Zoom things. Um, and, you know, some people starting to experiment with some stuff that isn't just Zoom, which I highly encourage everyone to do because everyone's spending all day in Zoom. So just think, think, think about it a little bit. Think about it a little bit. Just know that that's, I guess there's a thought for you. Um, I, I'm spending a lot of time talking to people about the ideas, the idea of recipes that uh, the current era for experiences is all about recipes, giving people recipes for experiences because you can't be there to uh, do it for them or uh, guide them by hand. So think about that. And, uh, and you know, Zoom can be part of the mix, just it is, it is definitely not the be all end all. Um, and uh, everyone's in it all the time. So there we go. I've talked about that before. That was a, That was the subject of an essay. Uh, there'll be there'll be more going forward. Um, I hope this finds you well. Uh, I hope that uh, I know that things are continue to be weird. I know there's a lot of talk about uh, things reopening. Uh, and I think we also know there's a lot of data that suggests that maybe that's uh, that's not the, the the safest thing right now. So, Get yourselves ready. Buck your, buckle yourselves in. It's gonna be a bumpy ride, but um, I just want you to remember. I want you to look at what this community's done on a creative standpoint uh, to get us through, and I want you to, um, I want you to, you know, uh, have some confidence that uh, if nothing else, we've all turned out to be really good at taking care of each other, and that's that's a great thing to know. All right. I've got you, you've got me, you know, that's how it works. Let's do the credits and the backers one more time. The sustaining backers for No Persinium are Mark Baltazar, Jan Budman, Paul F., Lonnie Hansen, Ari Hurston, Sam Kinkin, Sidney Guillory, Jeremy Charles Hahn, Brittany, and Elaine. Thank you all so much. You can find what we do at no or at no on Twitter and Facebook or at no underscore proscenium on Instagram. Uh, and you can send, if you've got a show of your own, send pitches at no is how to email us with that stuff. The music for no proscenium is by Chris Porter of the Speakeasy Society. I'm your host, Noah Nelson. And until next time. I don't know, uh, somewhere out there. <laughs> still don't have, still don't have, a and is, I, still, I still don't have an ending I like. I like the old ending. Can't wait to get back to it. There you go. Maybe that's the new ending. Nah, I'll forget that too. Bye.